0: love talk radio I am a real American fight for the rights of every man I am a real American fight for what's right
1: Welcome to this edition of V-Radio. I'm now giving post-election uh, discussion. Um, in addition to making some comments about a documentary that I just got finished watching that has me so angry that I want to break something, um, it's actually about the incident in Waco, Texas, uh, that happened some time ago with the Branch Davidian compound. I also have with me today a long-time listener Uh, of mine from all the way back in the Ron Paul TV days and RonPaulRadio.com days Uh, he goes by the name of Freedom One Uh, one of my biggest fans from back in the days before V Radio when it was just VTV and me playing documentaries say hello Freedom
2: hi how you doing VTV how's it going
1: I'm uh, piping angry that's how I am how about you
2: yeah I'm a little upset myself hmm waiting for the collapse like everyone else
1: well the first thing i'm going to bring up which is uh, basically just how the election went for me um, i pulled in about four thousand six hundred some votes uh i did not come in last i, I did defeat at least came in ahead of the green um so i came in third place out of four candidates uh her name was candace cavity Um, Candace Miller did pretty much dominate the election, though, as I had pretty much expected. But uh, I learned a lot of things about local politics, and uh, one of those would be the fact that, uh, for the most part, when it comes to local politics, people, unfortunately, just don't care. Uh, They really, uh, you know, it's just a matter of they they vote for the party. Um, That's the way it is. And if you want to win, then basically you need to uh, research the district that you're going to be in uh, find out which one of the parties is stronger, and uh, go along with it. Uh, that's the party you're going to have to join, because unfortunately the average voter just votes party when it comes to local politics, and uh, that's all they do. Um,
2: How, how's your state? Is it split up with Republicans or Democrats, or is it?
1: Well, it, yeah, it all depends on the, uh, the district. It's actually kind of unusual that we have a strong Republican in, in uh, Michigan, because... Most of our major politicians, as far as I know, anyway, are all Democrats. Uh, largely, just due to the economy plummeting, um, the people usually turn to the Democrats and their socialistic programs to save them in situations like that. So,
2: yeah, my state, I have uh, there's one Republican state senator, and everyone else is Democrat. So I basically live in uh, USSA, <laughs> formerly the USSR. <laughs>
1: Making me laugh because I'm so freaking angry right now. Um, But anyway, um, uh, basically, I I pulled in I guess 1.4 percent of the vote. Uh, One of the other things that I learned as I was saying, you know, not a lot of people care. Not a lot of people really pay attention either. They don't really investigate local candidates, and they're generally not really interested. It occurred to me as I was attending all the events that I was attending, and you know, the couple of debates that I got invited to. That what it really amounts to is maybe one to two percent of the vote, um, voters actually attend those events, and ironically, that's about what me and my Green Party opponent pulled in was about that much. Um, so, I would basically say that uh, this really accounts to the fact that the American voter needs to you know become responsible uh, not just on you know that level; they need to become on the you know responsible on you know on the local levels as well, not just for you know for president. They need to become responsible for every level. And uh, the the good news that I got out of Michigan uh, was the fact that um, medical marijuana is now legal in Michigan, thanks to a state ballot initiative. And uh, they also passed a resolution for uh, uh, stem cell research. And uh, I did get to vote on a local resolution to to give a little bit more money to veterans, which I don't have a problem with. If anybody does deserve any form of social handout um i would say it's those people who get their you know heads blown off for us over in foreign lands what do you think about that freeman
2: yeah i agree totally and uh it's funny that my state had an initiative for marijuana too and it also passed but yet we had uh proposition one in massachusetts was to end our state income tax and unfortunately everybody in the state is brain dead and they say oh we get a tax break no let's pay let's keep paying taxes let's let them keep wasting money. Let's just keep paying it. It, lo- it lost by seventy percent. we only got thirty percent of the vote for
1: Massachusetts, it. right? Yep. People oh, like I was to pay taxes. Yeah, I was following that all night. You guys had a proposition on the ballot to get rid of state ta- state state income tax. Um, I mean, that, that is field. kind of a negative. It's still
2: um, almost three to uh, four to one.
1: And I think that's largely because people are not very informed about it, but. You know, on the on the plus side though, the, the, the liberty minded uh you know, propositions as far as marijuana seem to do good pretty much across the country. Yeah, uh, we got a, right. a
2: million eight hundred and seven uh a million eight hundred thousand votes to mm-hmm. uh decriminalize marijuana.
1: Yeah, but, well in mass it's not just medical marijuana like here is in Michigan, it's like small amounts you're allowed to own, right?
2: Yeah, now you can uh if you get caught with less than an ounce, it's a hundred dollar ticket. Right. Where before, they throw the handcuffs on you.
1: Huh. Well, that's victory for uh democratic referendum. Yeah, <laughs>
2: victory for
1: potheads. <laughs> well, for me anyway, since I don't do drugs, despite my appearance, um, that's not as important to me as just the fact that, you know, it's a victimless crime and it's kind of ridiculous that um, you know, we go through all that that we do in order to prosecute those crimes. Um Absolutely. But uh, you know, speaking of victimless crimes, let's see if I can find what I was talking about earlier. Um, well, it looks like I already lost it, but uh, I'll follow the link that I gave you, actually, to the name of that uh, documentary I was watching earlier. Um, but yeah, I just got done watching this. The timing was not all that great because it was right uh, before... Um, me coming on the air, so anything I had planned on talking about was inevitably uh, going to be uh, you know, uh, affected by this in some way, but uh, the documentary is called Waco, the Rules of Engagement, uh, and you know, I, I'm not going to say that I don't believe that some, some strange stuff was going on in Waco, Texas, you know, at the Branch Davidian compound. In fact, I'm sure that there was. Uh, the, the question is... Uh, did the um, Bureau of Alcohol, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms uh, overstep their bounds? Did the FBI overstep their bounds afterwards? And how much of the testimony that was given was false? I mean, we have all kinds of evidence, you know, that shows that they were obviously, you know, being fired upon when the FBI claims they didn't fire on anybody. Uh, we have, you know, evidence that talk, you know, shows the tanks, you know, rolling over and in, you know, into the buildings and you know, just expecting that they weren't going to be hurting anybody by doing this. And uh, in addition to that, we have, you know, the fact that they used this, you know, they just totally just peppered this place with tear gas um, in such a way that, uh, that they mixed the tear gas with something else, I guess, to make it into a mist. And uh, the, the the chemical combination of these two things makes it extremely flammable, and uh, they just went nuts with this. Um I'm sorry, hold on a second, I'm getting a call. Oh, hold on just a moment, and I'll see if I can add him to the call. <laughs> He's probably not going to be ready to get on the air, but uh, let's we'll see what he had to say. He's a friend of mine. Hold on just a moment, and I'll add him. See what he says when I bring him on. This will be funny. Just a local friend of mine. Hello, Chris Warren. You're on the air on V Radio. And no, I'm not
3: kidding.
4: So, So what did you uh, say, Chris? So, hi, um, all the millions and millions of listeners to Neil Kernan Stevenson, who received the highest, I might add, as his campaign manager, the highest percentage of votes and the highest uh, voting rate as any Libertarian candidate in Michigan's 10th District. Um, Yeah, so. Do you still play up rock band?
1: Yeah, we still do.
4: Okay, excellent.
1: We also have Super Smash Brothers, and they can't find anybody to play with him. So.
4: Okay. How 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 many controllers does uh, your roommate have? Mister, um, not finding. He only has it? two. Two. Okay.
1: Yeah.
4: So. Hmm. Okay, we'll play rock band, I guess. Okay, if that's all right. When do you get off the air?
1: Uh, I get off the air in about an hour. Um,
4: An hour? Okay, well, I, I don't want to tie up your listeners. Um, what, what's the subject tonight?
1: Uh, the subject tonight, actually, is we we're discussing the, uh, the recent um, uh, the recent election, obviously, uh, how it went for okay. me. And um, by the way, listeners, the, the reason I added into the call, aside from the silliness of talking about Rock Band, is the fact that this was my web admin and my campaign manager for my congressional campaign. Uh, his name is Chris Boren. I recommend him highly to anybody who would like to have their website designed. Um, hey, why don't you tell them uh, where they can find out about your web design, Chris?
4: Oh, well, they can do that quite easily by going to chrisborn, B-O-R-E-N dot net slash design.
1: All right, excellent. Um, but anyway, Mr. Boren, I guess I'll be uh, hearing more from you here shortly. And, um, will...
4: and I, I'd love to be a guest at any time on your show, too. But um, unfortunately, okay. I'm not in a position right now to discuss, you know, the topics at hand. Uh, well, besides the election and, you know, obviously the election of, you know, Barack Obama, which I'm sure you're going to touch on, uh, you know, at some point today, but...
0: Yeah, I might. It'll probably come Okay. Out. It is sort of okay. Out, I guess. It, it is a little bit
4: relevant, yeah, you know, I mean, like him or hate him, you have to admit, you know, the man is a lot more intelligent than Bush, so, okay. I mean, I don't know if that's more dangerous or not, but, you know, that's, that's a very valid point I think should be discussed, you know, no more... Um, I don't want to be insulting to President Bush, but um,
0: no, well, okay, okay, I'm sure your listeners. I'm sure I'm sure your
4: listeners, you know, I understand the uh, thought I'm trying to convey there. But I, I will talk to you later, and I will see you later, and uh, goodbye to your millions and millions of listeners.
1: All right, thank you, Mr. Boren. All right, bye bye. That was uh, yeah,
2: Obama's a watch model. What he's going to do is instead of calling it a draft, he's going to call it. Uh, the civilian security
1: force. The civilian security force. Do you hear like, that yet? What? Are yeah, you didn't hear that yet.
2: This is what we. This is what we call brains. This is the <laughs> brains of the oh,
1: operation. Boy. You know, it, it's times like these that make me glad that I'm overweight and have uh, flat feet that are also have heel spurs because <laughs> I'm not going to be anybody's civilian security anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you play video games. You can sit behind a computer and kill them all.
1: Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to when the technology reaches the level that we don't have to actually go uh, up there. But, yeah, no, um, in, in any case, though, you know, something else, and this, this was the final killer, and i got to tell you why this is relevant, okay? Well, first of all, I want to say something that, you know, you know is uncharacteristic of me. I'm going to say something good about Congressman Bob Barr uh, because today while I was watching the uh, the testimony given before Congress about the incident at Waco uh, Congressman Bob Barr was among the congressmen who was being um, somewhat critical of the way that the situation was handled which surprised me it really did um, they were trying to say for example that the, the flashbang grenades are incapable of killing people uh, so um Congressman Bob Barr uh, made sure that one of the witnesses who actually knew what he was talking about in regards to uh, flashbangs made it obvious that, in fact, they can kill people, that they are a dangerous device, and it's not something you would really throw into the proximity of uh, children or women, or, you know, especially if you don't know what's in the room you're getting ready to raid, Um, and uh, it was Congressman Bob Barr, ironically, uh, who brought that to the forefront. I don't know how much else he, uh, you know, he participated in, but uh, you know, as far as like, you know, what else he brought to light, I'd have to investigate it further. Uh, but the thing that finally made me angry, um, I mean, uh, beyond angry, uh, was the fact that it was Senator Joe Biden who needed to inform us that, in fact, these people had burned themselves to death and, uh, you know, that it was nobody's fault but their own and that they were crazy and all this other jazz. And, you know, essentially any, you know, possible shred of hope that the individual was uh, kind of a uh, human being is pretty much out the window. And, you know, the other thing I would point out is this. Yes, we really dislike Bush, and we do. You know, we do. We dislike Bush, okay? We, we got that straight. We dislike Republicans. But for those of you out there who think that we're somehow going to be safer from fascism, if we have a Democrat in office, should probably pay a little more attention to what happened in Waco, because an awful lot of the decision-making about what happened there happened during Mr. Bill Clinton's administration, you know, the poster boy for the Democrats, the one that everybody says they love, we just love Bill Clinton,
2: Well, you know, you've heard about all the change, right? He's uh, everybody that he's announced so far for his cabinet has either worked for Clinton or has been uh, in the public office for the last 15 years. So that's good. That's good change. I like it.
1: I, I still like my original point that the change we're going to be looking for is going to be when we're putting change together in our pockets when he destroy the economy. All right, we're on a break. I'll talk to you after the break.
5: food for you and your family hemp has nutritional values that far exceed any known plant hemp used for food clothing and shelter since time began hemp this god-given food source is controlled by your government making it not legal to grow for american people and farmers but legal to import our founding fathers grew hemp because they knew of the benefits it offered the protein powder seeds and oil are available through hempusa.org recommended daily intake of this food source will allow the body to heal itself from many ailments Loaded with potassium, magnesium, calcium, essential fatty acids, amino acids, and nutrients not available in other plants. Hemp can be stored with a long shelf life as a life-sustaining food source for you and your family. Could this be the government's best-kept secret? Call today at 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Learn. Help. Shop at HempUSA.org. We do
6: not charge for shipping. That's 908-691-2608 or go to the
5: HempUSA.org
6: today. Did you know that a family of four earning $42,000 pays nothing in federal income taxes but loses more than $6,000 to federal payroll taxes? 80% of wage earners lose more to payroll taxes than income taxes. Politicians should not ignore a tax that imposes such an oppressive burden, especially on the working poor and middle class. This is Eric Schanzer, the Libertarian candidate for U.S. Congress and a professor of economics. I'm running against Baron Hill and Mike Sodrell and I approve this message. Maybe knowing something about economics would be useful? Don't waste your vote this time. Vote Shonsberg on November 4th.
3: The first film made on the phenomena called chemtrails with analysis and eyewitness statements from all parts of the U.S. makes this the most complete and detailed film on the subject. The continuous bombardment of American cities with the seemingly innocuous chemicals being sprayed over our cities has led the people to equate the spreading clouds with the harmless contrails. But you need to see the evidence with your own eyes and share this film with your neighbors and families. One day, following a particularly heavily sprain, people will start coming down with a flu-like disease. They will call it bird flu. And you will be ordered to a Walmart parking lot to get a flu shot that will prove deadlier than the flu itself. $25 from www.freeamerican.com or call 888-678-1444. This is the most important film on the phenomena chemtrails. Also get True face of FEMA and the Free American to understand about the vaccines.
7: Uh, hi, this is uh, Senator Jefferson Smith, and they made a movie about me a long time ago called Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, about a naive young man that knew everything about American history and unfortunately very little about American politics. But you can do it for real, not in the fantasy of a movie, by sending a wiser, stronger, tougher Senator Smith back to Washington. His name is Ron Paul. I am a
0: real American, for the of every man. I am a real American,
1: back to V Radio. Uh, Joining us as soon as he's no longer on hold will be... um, uh, Freedom, what's the gentleman's name that we just added? Freedom?
2: Yeah, his name's uh, John, uh, Caribbean Critic.
1: John, got it. All right, well, uh, it says that he's got us on hold. Uh, Whenever he's ready, go ahead and tell him to uh, to enter the call. Uh, In any case, though, we were talking about the situation in Waco, and uh, I was sitting and watching, and I've got to tell you, man, after this election, I was really once again allowing myself to think, maybe I don't have to run for Congress, maybe I can just find somebody else to do this. And then I'm sitting here watching this hearing go on, and all these congressmen on both sides of the argument making their debate, and I I just, oh, man. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can not to, just to start cussing left and right right now I really am. Uh and uh honestly um the answer uh Sorry about that. <clears throat> yes uh one of the actually one of the listeners just joined us from blog talk and uh he uh just asked because I I directed him to rtrradio.com uh, to any of our other Blog Talk listeners, uh, you can get the feed also at rtrradio.com uh, is essentially actually where our main feed is. I use Blog Talk as a secondary service, and I also use it to archive my previous shows. But he, uh, he came on and he asked us, uh, so do you guys talk about corruption in the government? <laughs> so, Freedom, is a long-time listener, do we talk about corruption in the government here? No. There's
2: nothing wrong with the government. The government's beautiful.
1: Right. That, yeah, That. That. that's what we talk Especially about. Especially if you're on welfare. Uh, right. You got it, man. <laughs> no, the answer was yes, we talk about government corruption. And thank you very much for joining us here on RTR Radio. Uh, Desert Fay in the chat room. Uh, we certainly appreciate uh, you being on. Um, I'm going to give my call-in number real quick and see if Mr. Fay will join us. Um, Give me just a second here. Uh, But go ahead and add whatever you wanted to add, Freedom, about the subject of Joe Biden being all about Waco and, you know, uh, thinking that, you know, the government did no wrong.
2: Well, it's obvious about Biden just because of the Council on Foreign Relations connections that he has. Um, And it seems to me that there was a setup um, with the whole election process because, in my opinion, I think that – you know the the group of elitist people that actually own this country uh, are playing a game like roulette, where they have red and black, and they're playing red as Obama and green as McCain. I mean black as McCain, and then they roll, and it doesn't matter who gets it. But what they do is after they get the primaries over with, then what they can do is they decide what what do we want? What's going to help us? Uh, ca- you know. Be able to conquer our uh, goals that we have as far as um, pushing empire forward, which is the Republicans have have done in the past, or collect the money to push the empire, which is what Democrats do. Right. So, considering the fact that we've been losing, what is it, a, a twenty billion a month? Something is that what it is in Iraq I now?
1: totally lost count. Whatever right. it is, it's too much. We shouldn't be over there. Right.
2: So, uh it's time to collect some money. So they're gonna put Obama in and uh, he's gonna raise our taxes, they're gonna stop spending a little bit. They'll they'll obviously get out of Iraq for now, save money, so that they can build a nice nest egg and then maybe four years, maybe eight years down the road, uh if they don't have all the countries that they're looking for, they will invade, like Syria or Venezuela. And uh life will go on and on until somebody puts an end to this empire building scheme
1: all right well uh the, yeah, there's actually the caller is uh is now in our uh, on our on hold i'm going to bring him on the air he said that his, uh one of his relatives was murdered during a government hit so um let's hear what he has to say uh caller from 812 you're on the air
8: Hi, this is actually Desert Faye, and I'm a girl. <laughs>
1: Sorry about that.
8: <laughs> that's okay. I tried to tell you in the chat several times, but that's okay. I know you're busy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad was actually murdered uh, with Fred Alvarez at the Capiton Reservation. If you know anything about what happened on Capiton?
1: I believe I heard a little bit about it, and I think the rock band, uh, I want to say... Man, I can't remember their name. Uh, Big time, they're always complaining about something political. uh, Rage Against the Machine. I think they made a a song about what you're talking about, but please, continue with your story.
8: No, I did not know that. Um, No, my dad was actually murdered when I was 13. We were lied to all my life up until last year when I happened to see my dad's name in a book. And I kind of freaked out, and I was one of these people that thought America was fireworks apple pies and flags. <laughs> so, you know, I saw this and I said, oh, God, the conspiracy people, they're just making money off my dad's murder. So I got mad and I called the police. And, you know, the murder's still unsolved and everything. Um, but I called the police and they, the guy that I talked to was not familiar with the case. He was a transplant to California. And he said, well, let me look at some of these sites that you found and let me look up the case files and I'll call you back. And like six hours later... I get a call back, and uh, he tells me, well, I hate to tell you this, but it looks like it's all true. And I said, are you kidding? And I didn't know what all it was. <laughs> I just knew that there was, right. like, I kind of scanned it, and I said, okay, this this conspiracy stuff. And, you know, I, I was like, well, what are you going to do about it? And he tells me, oh, nothing unless you bring the evidence. And I said, well, wait, it's been like 26 years. You're not going to do anything about it, and you're telling me it's all true, and this is kind of important stuff if it is. And he goes, well, if you bring the evidence, then I'll reopen the case. So I sort of got involved in investigating all of it and I got myself stuck down in this rabbit hole <laughs> and I got a big mm-hmm. giant eye opening. So wow. I don't know if you've heard of Danny Casolaro. He was also investigating my dad's murder and
1: I've heard the name. I don't I don't I can't say that I specifically could link it, but um, if you like, at some point, actually, I'd probably like to stay in contact with you and uh, do a whole show about this subject if you'd be up for it.
8: Sure, yeah, that's not a problem. Um, you can also, I've got a website, and KESQ in California is also reporting on it. So.
1: Okay. Well, you certainly came to the right place as far as that's concerned. Um, we do dip into the conspiracy theory stuff here. We're usually a bit more uh, politically direct on Restore the Republic Radio, Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, tell your friends about what we're doing here. And, uh, you know, this is a nonprofit organization. Nobody wants to make any money. If I'm reporting your story, it's just because I want people to hear it. Um, Now, this number that you called in from, is that a good way to contact you?
8: Uh, Yes.
1: Okay, cool.
0: And Um, just so you know, my name is Rachel.
1: Rachel. (laughs) You don't have to call me Desert Bay. You can call me Rachel. (laughs) Okay. well, uh, um, Freedom, you got any questions for our caller about this subject?
2: I'm not really. I'm not really familiar with it
0: okay. at all. Well, well I, I, I would like office. to add
8: something. I'm not, I'm not going – The well, it's hard to say this because I'm not really going the conspiracy angle. I actually started out investigating this to try and debunk the entire thing. So right. <laughs> um, what I've managed – yeah, I actually started out trying to debunk the whole thing and I managed to get a lot of documented evidence. Uh, some of it's public, some of it's not, because the case has been reopened at this point, so I can't go public with everything or it's going to mess up the case. But I do have
1: oh, some documentation.
8: Yeah, I've got some documentation on my site, whack and hunt internal memos, things like that. So.
1: Wow. Well, you know, you only have to give us what you can, and uh, we will absolutely understand that. Uh, you said your name is Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, if you can keep us posted on it, what we want to do is we want to report the news that you don't hear in the mainstream media. That's what we're all about. So right. um, when when it comes to things that make the government look bad, they have a funny tendency not to report it or they report it, you know, in ways that aren't uh, exactly accurate.
8: Right.
0: <laughs>
8: yeah, I <laughs> totally understand that. Uh, the The reporter that's working with me at KESQ, um, he's he's actually had his job threatened. Now, I don't know that it's because of the story or something else, but it's just it's real convenient that it's just when the story's coming out so
1: Yeah, freedom of the press you know that, that myth that we haven't really had in a long time um, but in any case, um, thank you very much for calling in. Um, I know you obviously I guess you can't really give a lot of details, but uh, I have uh, saved your phone number, and I will call you at some point, and we can talk further about this, and um, thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you will, you know, that you will stick around RTR Radio, and, uh, you know, keep us informed about this case as it develops.
8: Yeah, I can, I can actually listen today, I can listen for probably another 20, 30 minutes, and i got to go, I've got an appointment, so,
1: okay, but thanks well, for having this, me call in. <laughs> no problem, and the link that I gave you, this, this this network has shows just like mine, pretty much on all day, so... Okay. It won't always be me, but you'll hear somebody on here talking about government corruption and talking I'm about limiting I've got it saved. So. <laughs> What's that?
8: I said I do have it saved now.
1: Good. Thank you very much. You're Anna, welcome. Thank you, Rachel, and good luck with your court case.
8: Thanks. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Well, that was Rachel, uh, a new listener to RTR Radio, thanks to Block Talk Radio. That's a pretty interesting story. Uh, she went into that trying to debunk all these theories that her father was murdered and then discovered that, in quite in fact, uh, he probably was. Uh, joining us on the call now also is John, um, a nice British gentleman uh, who I've been conversing with lately. Say hello, John.
9: Evening, everybody. I just want to make a comment about your latest election. <laughs> uh, From from a foreigner's point of view, uh, the favorite son of the Bilderbergers was just voted in as president. Anybody that that believes that uh, Hillary and and Barack Obama met at uh, Feinstein's house has got to have his brains tested. They were at the Westfield Marriott Hotel in Chantilly, Virginia, certainly that night with the Bilderbergers. Uh, And as for the campaign, well, who believes that a seasoned politician like McCain would make so many screw-ups is just out of his mind. (laughs) This this was given to Barack Obama on a plate.
0: Well,
2: after they made the deal with the Vice President Biden...
9: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're going to use Obama to, to project the, the agenda for the first four years, get rid of him, and then they've got their other favorite son, Mr. Biden from the famous CFR.
1: Well, you know, I hate racists, but I'm really wondering how long it's going to take before some racist nutjob uh, makes an assassination attempt, successful or otherwise, on Barack Obama's life and then they use that as a justification to take away even more of our civil liberties. Um, when you consider that Barack Obama sits on the committee that's supposed to oversee that, uh, the Homegrown Terrorism Act, uh, the one that gets to determine what the causes of local terrorism are and how to fight them, and also talks about you know, regulating the Internet, uh, it'll be interesting to see how things develop. Are um,
2: you know, you're talking about the racist that, that is going to get them that has the last name CIA, that, that one?
1: I don't know exactly. uh, I don't know anything about it. That was just kind of a a gut feeling on my part. Um, I didn't know there was anything more about it. You know, my show doesn't generally focus on the New World Order agenda quite as blatantly as all of that. Um, I like to get people looking at it for themselves and then making their own decisions. Um, I mean, like, you know, for example, I like Alex Jones, but... Uh, sometimes I don't agree with things that he says, and I, you know, I take the things that he says, and I, you know, I, I make my own decisions, and that's how I would de- generally would suggest that people do that. I mean, there are you know, there are certain, you know, it's like the, about 9/11. I've heard some really crazy, you know, stuff about 9/11. Some of which I heard that was, you know, heard when I was reading the report. <laughs> well, but, uh, there was crazy stuff on both sides. I don't believe it was aliens. I don't believe it was the Jews. And, you know, and I, and I don't believe that it was a remote control airplane. I I don't believe any of that. Um, but I, I do believe that something was obviously going on and that's why I agree, um, with my mentor, Senator Mike Gravel, my hero, Congressman Ron Paul and, uh, another person I would call a hero Congressman Dennis Kucinich that there needs to be another investigation and then we can find out for real. And, uh, but, uh, you know, in any case,
2: though... Um... Well, I heard, actually today, I heard the new Secretary of Defense for Obama talking today, saying that they were, ta- they were discussing about opening 9-11 again, but today, after he accepted the role of Secretary of Defense, they have decided that they are not going to open that can of worms up. They're just going to move on and, uh, you know, get their agenda going.
0: Well,
9: but I thought I thought Mr. Obama had 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 actually pledged that his the first job for 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 his attorney general was to investigate the illegal activities of this Bush White House. That
2: probably I'm got him an extra twenty-five thousand votes.
9: I'm certain that would probably, if he was actually meaning what he's saying, would have earned him a bullet in the head from the cocaine import agency
2: yeah let me uh... He's, uh he's not he's not worth what he says believe me he's talking about now having a civilian security force established which is just another way of saying uh draft
9: Black, blackwater
2: <laughs> he's electing all his uh, chief of staff and they're all all—they're all people that are, have been in this uh system you know before with clinton and even older. Some of the people he picked today are, are go back even further. Wow. So, this is. Well, I, I at, haven't. At I pace. haven't
9: actually seen any any uh, news yet. confirmed news, other than that uh, Emmanuel will be his chief of staff. I've
2: right.
0: Seen and, it. And, and he he works for. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're up on a break, guys.
5: For the
7: producer of Beyond Treason comes a new tale of deception and political spin.
5: Through not mining to the personal lives of millions of innocent Americans.
7: What if legislation that was supposed to protect our freedoms actually took them away?
0: Here's your Act. Here's your- what
7: if you could be arrested for asking a question?
0: Help! 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 Right
7: what if the government could monitor your communications and break into your home? While they punch him,
0: will you resist or
7: will you freely surrender your liberties welcome to the new American dream
6: Did you know that a family of four earning forty-two thousand pays nothing in federal income taxes, but loses more than six thousand dollars to federal payroll taxes? Eighty percent of wage earners lose more to payroll taxes than income taxes. Politicians should not ignore a tax that imposes such an oppressive burden, especially on the working poor and middle class. This is Eric Shansberg, the Libertarian candidate for U.S. Congress and a professor of economics. I'm running against Baron Hill and Mike Sodrel, and I approve this message. Maybe knowing something about economics would be useful. Don't waste your vote this time. Vote Shansburg on November
3: fourth.
10: HempUSA.org is now offering free shipping worldwide to better serve our customers. Our goal is to get these fine hemp products to you in the least amount of time so you can enjoy what the powder seeds and oil can do for you. HempUSA.org has a warning that the U.S. food supplies are dangerously low, and we urge you to protect your family with hemp-storable foods today. Tomorrow may be too late. Call 908-691-2608 or visit HempUSA.org. This incredible food source is loaded with enzymes so your body can digest the food you eat. And it creates an alkaline environment where cancer can't grow and parasites cannot live and brings funguses, viruses, and bacterial levels down into a halt. Try our powder seeds and oil today. Call 908-691-2608 or visit HempUSA.org. If the body has the proper nutrition, it will heal itself. Ask yourself, why does our government not allow this crop to grow in the U.S.? This product is also great for pets and animals. Call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org today.
7: Hi, this is Senator Jefferson Smith, and they made a movie about me a long time ago called Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, about a naive young man that knew everything about American history and, unfortunately, very little about American politics. But you can do it for real, not in the fantasy of a movie, by sending a wiser, stronger, tougher Senator Smith back to Washington. His name is Ron Paul. I am
0: a real American, fight for the rights of every man, I am a real American, fight for what's right, fight for your life!
1: on this edition of V-Radio. Freedom had to go, but I still have my uh, compatriot here, John. Um, John, you live in the United Kingdom, right?
9: Sorry, I didn't quite catch that.
1: Uh, You live in the United Kingdom, right?
9: Uh, No, I, I, I moved from the United Kingdom. I could see which way the wind was blowing, and five years ago I moved away to a little island in the Caribbean, Barbados.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, I believe Freedom was talking about that. Um, can't really blame you, honestly. I was thinking about going to Ireland myself, but it occurred to me that probably is not far enough away to really get away from the problem. Um, but overall, though, um, I guess the the reason that I asked that is, is um, I was curious, like uh, what the people in England were taught about the incident in Ruby Ridge uh, and the incident in Waco. Uh, so, um,
9: well, the incident in Waco, we, we it was clear. Uh, I mean, this was in the Clinton era with uh, Albright in the cabinet, and, and and from my point of view, um, these these guys in 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 Waco were not p- posing any sort of problem until the ATF and the FBI arrived. Right. And as far as I could see, all the weapons fire especially at night time, you could see the way, where, where the weapons fire was coming was from the outside in, not the inside out. And uh, it was, it, it was uh, an operation which uh, literally um, executed, and I mean executed, not killed, executed men, women and children. And no. nobody paid the price for those murders.
1: No, and I don't think they will. Now, let me ask you this: is that a is that a common belief in in the United Kingdom, or is that just something that you know you, as a as a more enlightened person, obviously when it comes to the evils of our governments, uh, came to the conclusion of? I guess i was just curious: was it was it a common British consensus that that, that whole situation was mismanaged and perhaps intentionally screwed up?
9: Yep, it's quite a common common
1: you uh, no, a I, I consensus got of
9: opinion, really
1: i got to say that the the BBC always seems to be a bit more accurate. You guys' as media seems to be a, a bit more willing to be um, critical of the government than, uh, than our media is. I mean, at least that's been my experience so far.
9: Oh, I, I, yeah, I mean, the newspapers sometimes, it, you, you you actually get more accurate information out of the independent newspaper in the UK as to what's really happening in the United States than you do out of your own press. I think they've lost... <laughs> I think they've lost the nerve of true investigative reporting. We'll never get it. To be honest, I don't think you'll ever get another Watergate expose like you did a few years ago from your current press.
1: Wow. Well, you know, um, the the more I'm looking at this and the situations where these things are completely mismanaged, and sometimes it's just a question of okay, these, these mistakes are so blatantly obvious that this cannot be an accident. Um, uh, let me, uh, let me basically take a moment here to, uh, open up the call lines to see if anybody else wants to comment on tonight when, uh, the last 15 minutes that we have left of the show. Um, when you hear the music, John, that means that the show is over. Uh, that'll be our last breakout. Um, thank you very much for coming on and I hope that I can call you on in the future. Um, it'd be nice to have, i like to have a co-host, you know, people come on from, uh, you know, from Europe have an alternative perspective. And it always amazes me, I think I told you about the lady I, I met, named, or not met on, like in person, but online. Uh, her name was Connie Fogel, uh, and she was kind of like the, the Canadian Ron Paul. Um, and I stumbled across her because she was saying all the same stuff that Ron Paul was saying, um, you know, to the Canadian people. You know, and that's when I, it occurred to me, you know, uh, if there's going to be a globalist agenda, then there needs to be a global freedom movement. And that means that it doesn't just end in the United States. We're going to need to work together. Uh, with other countries and freedom-minded people in those countries, um, you guys actually—the the Libertarian Party of the of the of England um, has a griffin as their symbol. Much, yeah, you guys actually have something cool. <laughs>
0: but,
1: uh, anyway, the call-in lines are open. The number is three four seven nine four five seven seven four seven. That's Three, four, seven. Nine, four, five, 5, seven, seven, seven. Call into the show. If you have any comments about today's um, uh, topic, we're discussing uh, Waco, Texas. We're discussing Ruby Ridge. Uh, we're discussing all kinds of situations where uh, you know, where the authorities have mishandled, whether by accident or on purpose. If you have anything to add, please don't hesitate to call in tonight. Um, on V Radio, and uh, once again, the Blog Talk listeners, um, I participate on Blog Talk Radio uh, because I would like to bring to the attention to more people what Restore the Republic Radio is all about. And uh, we have good programming, just like the programming you're hearing from me, where we discuss things from a libertarian perspective, uh, just a freedom-minded perspective in general. We talk about the things that the mainstream media don't want to talk about. Um, Also, uh, for those of you who are left-leaning amongst the listeners, um, I would suggest that you stick around because even if you're not a libertarian, um, very soon here we are planning on having a left-leaning channel, essentially a channel set aside for Dennis Kucinich Democrats, Mike Gravel Libertarians, Green Party activists, Ralph Nader Independents, uh, essentially the left side of the liberty movement will be represented here at Restore the Republic Radio. Um, in any case, uh, once again, the lines are open. If anybody calls in, I will be sure to add them to the call. That number is 347-945-7747. Well, anyway, um, so you, you know, we've been commenting a little bit about the election as well, and you were talking about the various people that Obama was talking about picking for the cabinet uh, I actually hadn't had an opportunity to look into who he was picking because um, I basically just needed to take a break from politics for a couple of days. So I got to ask you, um, and you know, you probably know more about this than I do. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, who was he picking, and why, or have you heard anything?
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's actually got a website up called Change.gov, right? Uh, and all the people that he's uh, looking at are, are like for the various positions are actually on there, but there's only one he's made a definitive choice with at the moment, and that is uh, emmanuel from mm-hmm. uh, chicago but he did he he he, he uh, uh, did uh, contact uh, Chuck hagel mm-hmm. and he has uh asked dick Luger. And Dick Luger turned him down, uh, but um you know he, uh, it it appears he's trying to go across party lines, but it depends how willing the Republicans are to 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 join his cabinet, you know
1: well maybe he had to try colin Powell um <laughs> It was a huge blow well, to McCain's campaign to have Colin Powell the card carrying uh, there is a campaign. rumor
9: that there is a rumor that Colin Powell will be offered uh Secretary of State.
1: Wow, <laughs> man, that would be just that would be really interesting. Um, I mean, it was a huge blow when you think about it. I, I talked to a lot of uh, voters in the black community. Obviously, there's a lot of them near me uh, here in the 10th district uh, for my congressional campaign, and um, a lot of them were also surprised because they remember very distinctly that it looked very much like Colin Powell was being, you know, basically combed and you know. Uh, uh, trimmed, so to speak, to be the the first black Republican president. And then he comes out to support Barack Obama. Um, I definitely think that was a serious blow to McCain's credibility. Um, uh, But, you know, I'm interested to see what's going to come of all this. I mean, the the only thing that I I can say that I at least hope that Obama will try to do that he said that he was going to do is that Obama made statements that he was going to get us out of Iraq in his first term as president, so now he is on the record as making a political promise, and uh, if he doesn't keep it, um, I'm going to be. Uh well,
9: I think I think he he has to, particularly as the UN mandate runs out on December 31st. So, uh, uh, any um, any U.S. Uh, activity after that date. Um, could cause them real problems
1: December 31st of this year exactly wow
9: and al maliki at the moment has refused to sign any accord
1: now that's isn't that the uh that's somebody in the current Iraqi government right
9: yeah al maliki the current uh president of 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 the Iraqi government yeah
1: so he doesn't want them yeah he's just basically making a statement to his people we want you out of here and
9: that's right well in fact uh Earlier on in the year, when Obama during the primaries, when Obama suggested a 16-month period of slow pull-out, uh, al-Maliki actually said that sounded like a good idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, let's see how that all turns out. I've got to tell you, the more I study the Iraq War, the more angry I get about it. Um, oh,
9: unfortunately, you're not getting a lot reported. However, there were 20 bombs set off across Baghdad today. Really? Yeah.
1: And no mainstream media reporting out now. It was where did you get that information?
9: Uh, off the BBC.
1: So the BBC is reporting bombs going off in Iraq, but we're not. Yep. So they just set bombs off all over Baghdad, and they felt that that wasn't uh, good news.
9: Relevant. Yeah. So, I mean, well, what happened
1: well. exactly? Did Britney Spears like you know shave off like <laughs> a limb or something? Is that why we don't know about twenty bombs going off in Baghdad? I think.
9: I think we're, we're, we we're, we we're, uh, the american people are are all focused on the savior barack obama
1: right the savior you know that brings about actually another interesting movie i watched based on a true story by Dennis Quaid in it. it's called a uh, savior and it's it's about the uh, the conflict in bosnia actually um from the perspective of an american who joined the french foreign legion uh, to because he basically hated Muslims because a terrorist bomb had killed his family. And then by the end of it, he just thinks the whole thing is really terrible and doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. But by then, of course, he's in the, he's in the Foreign Legion, so he can't leave. Um, I highly recommend that movie. Uh, one of the reasons why is just that that's another war that was just not really talked about. Um, the, the coverage on it was lackluster, lackluster at best, particularly when you consider what we were doing. You know, and there was a, there was an ethnic cleansing going on, a genocide, uh, just like the one in Darfur. Uh, you know, it's like, remember, we had to go to Iraq because, you know, way back in the 80s, Saddam Hussein gassed the Kurds, killing women and children. And so we just got around to doing something about that, you know, 10 to 20 years later. <laughs> that, that's why we needed to go, because he's a bad guy, you know. <laughs>
9: Yeah, then we, we didn't. That gas that we gave. Yeah, then the coalition didn't gas the people. We just blew them to bits with the bombs.
1: Great, right. absolutely. You know, and um, I, I guess to those of you who are listening, who remember the fact that I was running for Congress uh, in this previous election, if you want to know what it is I'm going to do, um, I'm going to continue to run until I either die or am no longer living in this country. Uh, the, the neoconservatives, you know, and those among the liberals who are obviously still part of the same agenda are never going to be rid of me. Uh, the only thing that may change, as I had discussed previously, was the local politics, unfortunately, are kind of party-based, is that the possibility exists that I may join one of the existing parties. And uh, uh, just at this point to kind of get, you know, the, the exposure that I need for the ideas that we have. And uh, I will see how all that plays out, but uh, one way or another, regardless of what you hear, um, I am for freedom and I'm going to stay that way. Um, My party has no limitations on what other parties I can join.
9: Yeah, well, you, you need to use the same tricks that everybody else uses. You need to brand yourself as a Republican, and once you get in there, you're a libertarian Republican.
1: Well, you know, that was the plan that I hope that they take on, um, that in 2010, we need to have a candidate on every Republican ticket, on every Democrat ticket, and strong candidates in the Libertarian Party, Constitution Party, and Green Party, um, in every district, um, on all sides, just a whole ticket of freedom. You know, leave the voter, no choice but freedom. You will be free or else.
9: (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, from my perspective, you, you the, the American voters have been played like a piano this election.
1: Right Well, I don't really think that, I can't think of the last time that we weren't, honestly.): <laughs> But I can tell you this: um I, I don't play parlor parlor piano, I play rock piano, so uh you know when the time comes that I'm, you know, that I'm on the keyboard I, I I think my goal is to be so annoying that they shoot me. I'm going to do everything in my power to get assassinated, and I'm going to do it by talking about the Fed. I'm going to do it by talking about, um, you know, uh, getting rid of the Fed and everything else.
0: That's the end of the
1: radio for tonight, so
0: I'm going to talk to all of you later. And
6: My name is Eric Schonsberg, the Libertarian candidate for Congress facing Baron Hill in November. A quick question for you. Are you happy with those gas prices? In May 2006, when gas prices were $2.87 a gallon, Barron repeatedly demanded a debate on gas prices in Mike Sodrel. In May 2008, with gas prices of $4 a gallon, Barron refused to debate me. He now says that action is more important than debate. Can we really afford any more of this action and inaction on this subject? I'm an economics professor, so let's start with supply and demand. The Democrats restrict the supply of domestic oil. This increases its price as well as our dependence on foreign oil. Instead, we should allow drilling off the Gulf Coast and in Anwar. About half of the gas price increase stems from a weaker dollar. Baron Hill devalues the dollar by voting for so much government spending and debt. Instead, we should strengthen the dollar through fiscal conservatism. We can do far better on gas prices. For more information, go to Ericforcongress.com. Don't waste your vote this time. Vote Shamssburg for Congress in November. Paid for by Schomsburg for Congress
5: Hi, I'm Charles J, and not only do I approve this message, I wrote it. Yes, there really is a libertarian you can vote for in the presidential race. If you favor less government, more individual rights, no bailouts, no income tax, less theocracy, and no more wasteful government spending, make a statement. I'm on the ballot in Florida, Colorado, and Tennessee, and you can write me in elsewhere. I oppose increasing the size and scope of government at all levels. Visit cjo 08com for more info, and don't forget, Charles J. on Election Day.
0: Bye, Candace. How much to vote for Congress this year? Which candidate? Actually, I'm not